0: I'm Chloe Tong. And I'm Megan Smith. And this is The Reload Podcast, where we discuss all things video games. Happy New Year! We are back for Season 2 of The
1: Reload Podcast, and we have so many exciting things to talk about. This episode, we will be discussing what games we played over the Christmas break, and how we felt playing them. From both what we enjoyed, to what we wish was better. You can also find out in today's feature, the top games of the week.
0: So yeah, we'll, we'll start off with... Um going over like what we've been playing over this christmas break um i haven't yeah well i've been playing like two new games My yeah two or three new games um the storage on my ps4 is is struggling <laughs> to fit it all in um so yeah the first one i played was uh plants vs zombies garden warfare 2 which i think a lot of people are aware of i think it's quite a um well-known game um but yeah uh, i got that for christmas and i'm really glad i did because it's a really good game um the reason a reason i wanted it is because i've got the first one on mobile and the second one on mobile um obviously it's completely different like style and stuff but obviously it's the same franchise same characters and stuff like that um so yeah when i got (laughs) the game plants vs zombies garden warfare 2 i also downloaded the apps again and i've been basically all my life these last two weeks i've been addicted to plants vs zombies um you've played the first garden warfare haven't you
1: yes i have i i played the first one i think it's actually quite similar to the second one it, it had like in the first one you had a few different plants and zombies that you could play as and some of, in the second one, there's some of the ones from the first one, but then they've also changed some of the characters. I think I personally really enjoyed the first game, but I did I have played the second one and I quite enjoyed that one too.
0: Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I can't really compare it because I thought, do I need to get the first one to get the second one? But you, I think for these kind of games, you don't. And like, I just went for the one that's the most likely to have the better graphics and also. If they do a second game, normally it's because they've got feedback from the first and they want to improve it, so I was like, it must be, you know, better in some way. Um, so, yeah, what I like about the game, um, it's like, when I played it, I was like, oh, finally, I've got, like, a, I mean, Overwatch is similar. Like, a light-hearted shooting game. Like, it's not, like, blood everywhere. <laughs> it's like, you can get satisfying kills as well, the headshots. And um, I just like, there's, there's a range of characters and you can upgrade them or level them up. And then the yeah the graphics are just really nice and like colourful because I've I've got a lot of games where I I literally don't play them sometimes because I want to play against more lighter and color because I'm like I don't really want to play Last of Us Part Two when it's like one in the morning because it's scary. <laughs> um But yeah, I think it's really cool that you can play as both plants and the zombies and there's this like cool base for each one. So you got a big tree for the plants and then I think it's like a castle like a mansion for the zombies and um there's your base where you can you know find everything you need and it shows all your collectibles as well when you unlock new characters um yeah i really like the fact that um you buy packs for coins and uh you get inside them, character pieces and i think that that's better that it drags out the game more because if you just if you just want a character at times, it's not as fun but the fact you've got to Win pieces to unlock them, it makes you excited to see what character is as well. Yeah, what I, what I don't like about the game is, like, I think it's pretty clear, like, there's no proper campaign. Like, I wanted a solid campaign story to it. Um, but then, apparently, the second one is is trying to be more based online. And um, they've got that main bit in the bin- middle where you don't actually go into a game. You just, it's like an endless battle with either your plant or your zombie depending on who you're playing as um uh, right. yeah so i know some people would not have liked this because it might seem a bit boring to other people but i would have liked like some kind of mode where you play like classic plants with zombies as if you like you collect the sun and like you're the characters or something and, and it's from per- first person's perspective and you've got to defeat them on the lawn like the classic game but just a different like uh new way of it but obviously i think that's not everyone's taste for this you know for a console game it just seems a bit yeah a bit basic yeah and then the game is like you can it seems quite chaotic when you first play it but that's similar to overwatch you first play it, and you're like i have no idea what's going on like did you have that with overwatch when you first started playing it
1: it's been it's been a long time since i like started overwatch i think i got it when it basically came out uh i think i was a bit confused and to be honest a lot of the time i would play mostly just like play versus ai instead of like the actual like pvp because i when i play games like that i know if i play pvp i'm just gonna get really angry having to go against people (laughs) i think when i first started it maybe i struggled but i had played i've played a lot of first person shooters anyway and that kind of thing so i probably didn't as struggle as many other people would have
0: yeah i just remember going into overwatch thinking this is like chaos but then you you, you ride it out and you realize actually it isn't that difficult and yeah you you practice the the ai and then you get into the real stuff and then it's yeah, yeah it's easy then and then yeah about the packs I said before about the character packs unless you, like you can do quests and these other missions and stuff and you do earn coins but it's it, you don't earn that many at a time and that's weird considering the fact that the packs to get characters and consumables is like quite expensive for their currency like you could maybe earn three you know two thousand coins in a big mission and then the packs are like 39,000 just for like basic um a basic pack yeah I don't really like that about it
1: no I am I personally I don't like it either like the developers of the game pop cap like this is something that a lot of games are doing now like the whole idea of like the packs like yeah I really enjoyed unlocking them and getting them But as you said you know it's a struggle to get coins and it's just their ploy in a sense to encourage you to put actual money into the game because yes you can buy the coins. I just I don't know I feel like in a way it kind of becomes very pay to win like if you want the cooler looking like skins for the characters that changes things about them you're kind of encouraged to try and put money into the game and I don't know I'm just I'm not into that person it's something I really don't enjoy with them. Another thing I was going to say, like as you mentioned about lo- what you liked about the game was, um, you know, how you talked about like the plants having their area and the zombies having like their area and it was like an actual world you could walk around. That was something, if I remember correctly, we didn't have in the first game. So it's uh, something I personally really enjoyed about playing it as well because it felt like I had like this other area to explore apart from just like jumping into a game and I didn't having that visual representation of what I've earned and seeing like trophies and things is really nice.
0: Oh yeah, I didn't realise I didn't have that in the first one, you yeah, know, that's... because my brother said he was playing the with that and he literally, um... he went to go and do missions and he was just in the... the backyard, like, in the battleground and the... like, that's the thing, you just walk out the base and just start shooting because it's endless. And he was on it for like an hour before he actually started playing the actual game.
1: No, I was the same. I can remember playing it with like some friends and... in that area, you could... there's like a football pitch. And I remember that there was just like like the three of us playing on this football pitch instead of actually going to go find a game.
0: Yeah, so we're just gonna talk about another game I got recently as well, uh briefly. Um so I also asked for Christmas um Crash Team Race in Notre Fjord. Is that the name of it? I'm pretty sure that's the order of the words, but um <laughs> I think it's a combination of two of their games for a PS four game, so it's like the classic um, crash team racing with also, I guess, a nitro fuel game. I haven't really looked into it. I just kind of like the look of the game. So I was like, yeah, because um, the reason I wanted it was um, the only racing game we've got in this house for my family and me is Mario Kart, which is a great game, but it came out in like 2007. So I think, you know, we've we've had it for 13 years now, 14 years, like needs it? we need a new one um so we got this and um I wasn't one of those people that grew up with Crash Bandicoot so it's not it's not nostalgic for me um apart from the fact I played a PSP game that was the tag team racing one um which I just remember loving and it's like I love the fact it had two parts of it like you do the racing which I don't remember doing a lot of I just went around the theme park and there was like missions and that as well, so it was really fun.
1: Yeah, I think Crash Team Racing Nitro Fuel, as much as I've have heard of it, because obviously I haven't played it myself personally, but I feel like it was, I think it was like a a, a remaster in a sense of like an old Crash Team Racing game, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, it was a, a remaster Yeah, because when I go in the game, there's like um, retro skins and everything and carts, and I think it's. They're the based off the original, and they combined it with a more modern one, which is a nitro-fueled one, and made it into one game.
1: Okay, yeah. Um, as you said yourself, like, you didn't really grow up with Crash Bandicoot. I think our, in our house, we was kind of similar. Like, we had it on the original PlayStation, but it wasn't anything I would play, because I was quite young at the time. It was a, it was was. I found it quite difficult. I think I had more i think i watched my mom play it more than i played it personally but i did have like that ds game they had where it was like Crass bandicoot and friends and it was kind of played like a mario party game so you had like the board and then the little mini games that you could complete
0: is that with mario in it
1: no it wasn't it wasn't mario but it's
0: that would be an um, ambitious crossover
1: (laughs) it would be it's terrifying but it was basically in a sense like you know how the mario party game works where it's like the board and you have to roll the dice and there's like mini games that you play it was kind of like that so it was that kind of game basically
0: yeah so um what i like about this game is like there's loads of tracks that when i first got it um me and brother played it and while it was doing something I was like well let's check out how many tracks there are 44 tracks is quite a lot I'm pretty sure Mario Kart had th- like around 30 30- something 30 something tracks so obviously Crash Bandicoot's got more um, so I was like, all really excited because there's just so many tracks and I think it's a good job there's so many tracks because some of them are pretty similar but I'll get on to that um, and then there's loads of customisation which I love because on Mario Kart the only thing I could compare it to um you, you, you choose your character, you choose your car and that's it. But this one, you choose your character, you choose a skin for that character. So like mine I had a tiger to make it look like a cheetah. Um you can have like this weird dingo crocodile thing that's uh can turn to look like a gorilla more. Uh you can change the wheels, the paint job and even like the way you drive, like you can make it more focused on turning or acceleration speed. Um I love the graphics. Like they're really modern and smooth, and yeah, they just go with the whole console. It fits in with the console, um, and then yeah, there's power ups, there's booster pads, there's obstacles, there's lots of detail to it. Um, so I think yeah, that just makes it more interesting, and I like it's quite chaotic. What is annoying about the game? Firstly, is the the loading times. Like me my brother counted, it took. Um, when when you play a race and then you wait for the next one in a cup, it takes 40 seconds for the next um, one to load. And that's not online or anything. That's just versus um, AI. So I'm just like, why, why does it take so long? Like, PS4's on that old and it's made for a PS4. It's not like, you know, if you've seen, like, make like a PS5 game, give that PS4 and they don't focus on it as much. So it takes longer and it's more glitchy. But this one is, like... It's meant for PS4 when it still takes forever.
1: That's really strange. <laughs> like that it's it takes so long. Like I do understand that. I think a lot of the time, although a game's made for the PS4, it's like abysmal. It shouldn't be taking so long to like load. But I think it, due to it being at like the end of the PlayStation's life, because this game's still pretty the game's pretty recent but like the console itself isn't, so it may be a case of like i'm sure if you played it on a ps5 it would like load up instantly but it's certainly probably still making the playstation work
0: yeah and like i don't mind like if the loading screen for this when you first set up is long that's fine like that's like what it's for for garden warfare 2 for me like it takes probably about 20 30 seconds but um this one's like 40 seconds per game you know we just go back on a I'm probably just goes back on his phone or something while we're waiting because it just takes forever.
1: I say it's just a racing game, it shouldn't take so long.
0: I know, especially like, it's a cup as well. So obviously all them games are put into a certain pack as, you know, you decide like, and they're supposed to be one after the other. So it, it's really weird um, compared to like, I mean, Mario Kart, or was it made in 2007 or six, And uh, it literally loaded straight away. <laughs> it's not difficult. Um, so yeah, what I don't like about the game, I found it really difficult at first. When I first played it, I was like, there's no way, immediate, like this was medium difficulty as well, that I can get um, first place, even second. I was always like fifth or fourth. And the annoying thing about fifth is you don't get any points if you're fifth. No points at all if you're fifth or below. Which I just think is so harsh and it's kind of annoying that you don't score that many points at all then. Because you, if you keep scoring fifth and then first... You you can't win the game, um, or you can't even get second because you just you know you've only scored points in the one game, um, in one race. So I think I don't know why they've done that. It's like you get nine points first, and so on until you get to fifth, where you just go from like five points to zero points. I'm just like I don't know why they just don't do like Mary, where you get one point when you are tenth or eleventh, and then zero points when you're twelve, because that's fair enough. <laughs> um, And then but then yeah it was difficult but I played it recently, I played more and more and realised that it's not actually that bad. I've settled into the difficulty and it's actually quite I find it quite easy now to get second or first and it's still a challenge, so it's not just boring, it's not like I'm first all the time now. Um some of the tracks look quite similar, like they're just the same wide track with some ramps, so sometimes I'm like, oh that looks cool, then I get to them it's just you know the same as any other like they've just kind of it sometimes it looks like they've used the same structure for the game and just made it with different graphics you know what i mean um and there's not many obstacles like goombas on mario kart um yeah and also the mini games there's mini games like collecting boxes in certain amount of time or rings and relic races and some of it's like so difficult it's basically impossible but maybe that's because i haven't been playing them that long and like i said you have to play it a few times to you know get how to play it properly it
1: sounds like quite a tedious difficult game for like like a racing game that i would i would deem for being for like children in a sense like yeah it's got that nostalgia nostalgia for like older people like maybe us or our parents but like even then like it's a cutesy in a way a cutesy racing game you wouldn't expect it to be so challenging and I wouldn't have expected it to be that way I don't think I would personally enjoy playing it
0: yeah it's definitely not like if I would not give this to my like five-year-old if I had one I'd say um, but like um yeah it just seems a bit difficult I think yeah it's definitely more veering on the nostalgic side for people than it is meant for what is it seven yeah so we've for this new season of the podcast we've decided we're going to do for our feature you know we do a feature every week um and we just want to keep it consistent for us and for you so every week we're just going to um look at the top charts for games so that's for pc and mobile games and then ever so often probably look at console games as well it's just more difficult to and then, you know, if anything comes up, like what we've been doing in features before, like polls and news and stuff, we'll we'll still include that um, maybe as part of the podcast. We'll put it in somewhere um, if it's really important. Um, so, yeah, we'll start with the top three PC games. So what's that, Megan?
1: All right. So I looked at Steam's top selling list because I personally, when I play on my, my gaming laptop, I like to look use Steam for most of my games, like I do use Origin, but mostly Steam. And the top three sellers of this week, number one was Rust, which I believe is a survival game. Uh, second was Football Manager 2021, which I think the title sort of explains itself. And third was Cyberpunk 2077, which doesn't surprise me, however... GameSpot did come out recently claiming the game has lost around 70% I think 70% 73% of its audience and I don't want to seem like I'm defending Cyberpunk here that oh I've personally really enjoyed it I feel like this isn't really called for in a sense because it's a single player game once you've played through it Yes, it has replayability, but not many people revisit single-player games all that all that time. Like, I would understand using this sort of statistic for an online game. They're adding things all the time, and you can play with other people. But this is a single-player game. It it doesn't doesn't feel necessary to me.
0: Yeah, that that that's not. Yeah, you can't use that. Like, it's not useful, is it, to anyone? Because it they're literally just making that to make it sound really dramatic, and people can talk about it. But you, you can't measure it like that like like yeah um that's probably what happened with the last of us too you know what i mean people played through it and then they don't play it through who wants to play unless you're a die-hard fan like me even if i play uncharted 2 i'm not gonna play it straight away again i'm probably gonna wait like six months or something you know what i mean like i like to spread it out also talk about <laughs> the top three mobile games so i went on the apple store um <laughs> so the first one isn't too bad uh it's called project Makeover. it's like a match free game again like home skypes garden skypes um and basically you do that and then you got to make over the woman and the house it's a bit strange to do both but okay and then you've got a game that's called oh god <laughs> and it looks absolutely dreadful um <laughs> it's it's it looks like an absolute mess it, it's clearly from some kind of i don't know what companies made it but they've literally chucked in so many mini games so then at least people can like one aspect of it they've chucked in many games there's like a temple run bit then there's like a you let people in to go to heaven or hell which is a completely different thing and then there's like chucking cupid's arrow at bricks or whatever like what is going on in this game it's so random i just bleh. It just, it looks terrible.
1: <laughs> the only apt description I can see is the holy justice will be served. <laughs> You'll be the judge of both physical and spiritual world as you shape the destiny of the souls. The divine power is in the palm of your hands.
0: It looks like you you complete these tasks and then if you've got more heaven or hell ones, maybe you can use them. But that's just no motive, is there? Like, who cares? Um, so yeah, anyway, that looks dreadful. So then <laughs> third... I can't believe this is below it, but I guess it's because. Well, it's surprising it's still there actually. Among Us is third, um, which definitely deserves to be above those. Maybe the top game as well, Um, but it's just because it's been a trend for like since October now, and it's kind of died down, but still quite strong, um, still clinging on. So we'll just see over the weeks whether that will change or not.
1: Are we going to witness the fall of Among Us live on like the podcast? (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah imagine <laughs>
1: That's scary we've spoken about your f- your games you've been playing, Chloe, so I think it's my turn to kind of mention mine i guess uh i've I personally have been playing quite a few things. I've obviously got games for Christmas, which we've mentioned, but then I've also brought a game with some of the Christmas money I've got first one that I've been personally playing that I've been enjoying is Assassin's Creed Valhalla which I've been playing on my PlayStation 4. Uh, I've personally played Assassin's Creed on and off. I first began playing it through Assassin's Creed 2 which many would argue plays nothing like the three recent ones being Origins, Odyssey and Valhalla and I know there's been a lot of debate through Assassin's Creed with people saying like the most recent games aren't assassin's creed games they're more like rpgs but i've personally really enjoyed them i just wondered have you played any assassin's creed games chloe
0: yeah so i have played only two of them which is brotherhood and black flag i remember playing brotherhood when i was younger and i really enjoyed it even though i didn't follow the storyline at all i was just running around pushing um pushing prostitutes over um (laughs) (laughs) oh my god (laughs) It was just funny because you just push everyone out the way. I mean, um, and then I love the stealth kills that like going in the bushes and you know, hiding, and that's how you kill them with the whistling and everything. Um, and yeah, and then then when I was older, uh, like when I was at secondary school, well, the end of secondary school I was playing Black Flag, and I love the whole ship feature of it, and there's like, that's just a whole new thing. Like that's a big thing that have changed on it, like like a base basically. Um, and then they got the really nice locations because it's quite exotic and there's hidden caves and stuff like places that the whole sea to, to see. <laughs> so it there's definitely more like um, there's more exploration to it. Yeah. So is uh, how do you say that Valhalla? Is oh, oh. that got like a, is that big open world? Has it got a lot of places to go?
1: I would say yes. It wasn't as okay. So if we could would compare it to Odyssey. Odyssey, we had the whole, like, Greek ocean, basically. Oh, wow. (laughs) To um, explore because you would go to, like, Athens and Sparta and you had, like, all these bits of big pieces of oceans to explore. With Valhalla, we have Norway to begin with, but it's only a small fragment of Norway that you explore. You start there and then you move to England and it's... there's, like, London... Uh, like it, I think it the highest it goes up pretty high like it's a big piece of map and you still get to use boats which I really like because obviously you're playing as vikings so you're kind of following the rivers around England to like get to these different places
0: I like yeah I like the the they've carried on the aspect of like the, the black flag a bit like they knew how successful that was I think it was like one of the most successful games in my eyes anyway um and yeah so I think it's good that they've carried on that and you can just Basically, you've got way more places to travel. Like, what are, what have they done for the, um, what's it called? The eagle when they jump off? Like, what kind of buildings are there?
1: Well it's, well, it's like medieval England in a sense. So it's, we have, it's obviously after the fall of the Roman Empire. So there's a lot of Roman architecture about that you may climb looking for Roman artifacts. So there's, there's like those kind of like fallen ruins. And it's really surprising to see them in England because obviously you don't really see them now and then you have like your tall fortresses. What I've enjoyed about the game, I have personally, when when playing it, I just like having the freedom to explore like ye olde England basically. Like it's nice to see England before it's become like industrialized as it is. you know, having big, big fields and birch trees and just being able to feel like one with nature not to be dramatic even
0: though I literally live next to a field
1: (laughs) you may but I do not well actually that's a lie I live by a lot of like hills because I live up in the hills but that's that's fine
0: I think it's cool that you can like yeah I like going to games where it's based off where you live like even um overwatch when they got the London map I'm like oh what does this I mean obviously it looks nothing like the actual London it's like futuristic London though so it's cool yeah it's cool.
1: This is gonna sound super hypocritical from someone that's absolutely in love with cyberpunk but I have found Assassin's Creed Valhalla to be incredibly glitchy. Like it's... it's so bad. I can speak from both my own opinion of it and my friend's opinion of it from how it's been glitchy so first there's this system in the game where each area that you visit con- visits contains three things mysteries which are like side quests wealth so you can get materials and ingots in order to improve your your gear and artifacts which can be like roman artifacts codex pages these kind of thing collectibles when what's been happening is i've been collecting wealth but it's not registering that i've collected it so it still shows up on the map and it says that i haven't picked it up which means I can't really collect everything in an area and I personally really like collecting things so I've been finding that really annoying and stressful because it feels like I can't complete that aspect of the game.
0: Yeah, is is it again another PS five game that they've let have PS4 as, have as well?
1: Yes, it was on it's on PS4 and then it's PS five compatible. I think they've also got a free update provided with it when you put it on PS five so that it plays better. I don't know if this issue transfers over to the PS5 or if it's just me but maybe that's something someone can like message me about on the Twitter page if they're having the same thing happen to them. But yeah, the second thing is that's also kind of been glitchy and something that my friend was struggling with. I personally didn't have it but for a time she couldn't fast travel. When she would fast travel, it would take her somewhere and then her character physically wouldn't move. Like, she was stuck there and she had to keep reloading the game. And it forced her to kind of, like, walk places when she, when it would have just been easier to fast travel back. Other than that, though, I have actually been really... I do really enjoy it. It's just sometimes, you know, there's those certain things in games where, like, you've had, like, a tough day and you just don't want to deal with it. My second game that I've been personally really enjoying is that I I brought for myself is Hades, um, which I've been playing on my Nintendo Switch. Uh, I've only received it recently, so I've, only, I've been playing it for like two or three days now. Um, I've been really enjoying playing it for a couple of hours at a time. And just to give a quick, a quick explanation, because I know we've discussed Hades before when we were talking about the 2020 Game Awards and we both weren't really sure what it was about. Um, you basically play as Zagreus, who is the son of Hades, and he's attempting to escape the Underworld in order to find his mother Persephone because she has left and he's been lying to his whole life believing that like he- his mother was this other woman and he wants to leave. So you're going through rooms of the Underworld trying to escape and you must defeat bosses. However, every time you die you're brought back to the very beginning of the game and you're forced to try and escape through all these rooms again and the rooms are constantly changing. It sounds really painful, but I've actually been really enjoying it. One thing that I really like about it first is the art style. I think it's really beautiful and I've enjoyed how the developers Supergiant have designed each Greek god because you'll meet them and they'll give you boons which will help you improve. So like you might meet Zeus or Athena or Ares. Um, I've also really been enjoying playing as Zagreus himself, he's quite wifty, he has a really, his voice actor is like amazing basically, it's like he's really impressive. Um, I've really liked taking part in the challenging combat and like even though to some people you might think oh dying and then being taken all the way back to the beginning that sounds horrible but I think in a sense it's quite rewarding for when you die because while you're going through you're collecting these like, this, these darkness points, basically. So when you die, you're taken back to the beginning and you can use these points in order to buy things to make it easier the next time you try.
0: Oh, well, yeah, I like that about it, yeah, that's good. So it's in a
1: case, like, for example, I played a lot of The Binding of Isaac, which kind of plays similarly, you know, you're trying to defeat things and get to the end as fast as you can and you do runs. But when you die in that that's it, you die, run's over, you've got to play it again with like something completely different and you know you kind of lose everything you just progress through. There's no way of making it easier. But this game is kind of like, okay, I've died, that's alright, I've learnt something from this run, I'm going to go pay for some things, maybe I'll try out a different weapon. What I didn't like about it, which at the moment, there's not many things, like, i Probably because I've only played it for a short amount of time, I don't think there's anything I'm really not liking about it. If there's anything that we really had to nitpick, maybe some of the enemies. Some of the enemies feel a bit the same, like there's just different versions of them that do, they basically do the same thing, maybe they just have a different effect. But then other ones they can be quite annoying to face and they feel like they have a lot of tedious combat moves, but it might be just me making stupid mistakes.
0: Next episode, we will be talking about the 35th anniversary of Super Mario Bros. We'll be going over what's new in Nintendo and what are our favourite consoles by them and favourite games by them.